0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I
1: love to fly, a wonderful night.
0: You look a, bit, a little bit tired this morning, Matt. Literally just come from the airport. Oh, what a life. Yeah. <laughs> he, Matt is a jet setter. He is. <laughs> and, he's got, and he's got a new best friend.
2: A new best friend. He's got a new best friends. Best friends. They were very cool. Yeah, you met more than one Yeah, yeah, the yeah. players Kepa was there um, he was just hanging just to give out. this some context it was the release of the Adidas Euro 2020 ball ah oh, ok you but, were there um, yeah Kepa was there he's, he's on trend mm-hmm. he's a <laughs> um, and, and will never well. touch that ball who, who else Batshuayi was there uh, um, Kante Moise what a weird mix of people yeah they're well, just the <laughs> Adidas athletes <laughs>
3: that's all they have
2: Oh, the there way. was, no, there was more, and then they like the all ones that didn't play beforehand. Uh. Yeah, that ahead. that was the thing. There was a few more supposed to be coming, but they obviously didn't. But it was interesting. Did you talk, did you talk to Michi? I did. He, What's he um, like? he's, he's a cool guy, and uh, he's uh, rather keen on a return to Dortmund. From what I picked up in the. In the Look interview, yeah, a little bit little, of an insider.
3: Little, yeah. That's a way to
2: start the podcast, isn't the, it? Back,
3: what, Shui, back to Dortmund. The question is if
2: Dortmund is keen to having him back. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is what he said. He was very sort of um, frustrated with his lack of minutes at Chelsea and said mm-hmm. it would be very exciting if Dortmund came in the January chance window. This but was, then he followed it up with like, but I'm a Chelsea player. This, to the this club. wasn't off the record. This was... Proper yeah. It's. I mean, the, it well, was the interview with uh, no, the it. guy from Build, so it's probably on their website already. Oh, Okay, but right. yeah, he was. He seemed. Key Did Dortmund
3: it. want him back? I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, they need a striker
2: in the. They front could do side. with him, couldn't uh-huh. they? He also said it's the best fans in Europe. But Who? You go. Dortmund. Definitely better <laughs> than Schalke.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're saying it's in the wrong crowd.
3: <laughs> Other oh, coaches get fired for that sentence like the Bayern coach, so we, let's talk about them. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that in a second. Joining me, Ian McCourt, on today's One Football podcast is
0: Joanna Bueno. Hi. Matt Froelich. Hey. I'm Benny Kulhoff. Ouchie, bouchie. <laughs> oh. There's always something. <laughs> I don't know how you remain one of the... <laughs> one of the favorites of our listeners (laughs) I don't know how it happens
3: I bring the positivity let's say it like this you were very positive this morning about 9am when I got into the office yes I don't know I think I had three coffees Uh the first at 6am so okay it was a bit like he
0: greeted me. me by saying that his day is better now that he's seen me okay That
1: was a Mm. lie It's positive That was a lie
0: Uh, Should you wish to say That your day is better uh, For seeing me Podcast at onefootball.com Is where you can send Your emails Uh, We do really appreciate All of them So uh, keep them coming in Now uh, Benny There's only one place We can start this week And that is with The shock Sacking of Nico Kovac (laughs) I can't even take that seriously. <laughs>
1: it's it's just a bit of irony there. <laughs> yeah.
0: None of us saw this coming after a five-word
3: defeat to Frankfurt. Uh, where did it all go wrong, Benny?
1: Uh, I think
3: it was from the start away it was wrong because Kovac is like the face of a discussion the club has to take, but on sea level. So he was a Hoeneß guy, and there is a fight between Hoeneß and Rummenig at Bayern Munich, and Hoeneß leaving at the end of the month. So it was pretty obvious that Kovac will leave afterwards because Romanik is not the biggest fan of him the surprise was the the moment so right before the Dortmund game I think uh, it only happened because uh, Kovac offered to leave Uh, otherwise they would have kept him I would say and like tried not to get uh, demolished by Dortmund on Saturday Um, but yeah Kovac was a person that got the job because he has a supporter in Uli Hoeneß, and now Uli Hoeneß is leaving as a as the figure of Bayern Munich, so his position might have weakened anyway. Um, there was some odd comments about the fans too. Yeah, like he was like there was a sorry, there was a there was a discussion about like is he too honest because he said like Frankfurt has the best fans before that before the game he said Frankfurt has the best fans in the Bundesliga, which is awkward for a Bayern fan. I mean, it's, maybe it's true because Bayern fans are awful, but uh, you don't say that. You can think that, but you don't say that if you're a coach of Bayern. There's also like like halftime speeches of him were leaked. Uh, what did he say to players? He confronted the players in the media. Like his narrative was like, hey, they're not doing what I say them. Tell them to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are bad. And if you're a footballer and a coach says that, it always feels a bit like, okay, awkward. So he lost some players, some key players in Thomas Müller. I think Manuel Neuer also is not his biggest fan. Uh, and if you lose these players in the Bayern cabin, I think your position is also weakened and then uh one day after he got sacked like his farewell speech was basically leaked to the biggest boulevard uh, medium which is in germany which is always a sign that there is someone who really really wants to get rid of him and it was a bit awkward because he just like in the halftime game of frankfurt he just said like to to tiago hey don't do any cabinets just play football he was very straight away and then the the, it finished the article finished with like the player was shocked about his openness and i thought like what the hell if a coach cannot say to his player like hey don't do any tricks just play fucking football what else can he say is he just there to say hey you're a great player we are five one down but it's very a very good game or whatever so i was surprised about this whole thing bit precious by the players isn't it it's an asshole move. I mean, the players. Uh, let's be. I can do a whole podcast about my opinion of football, modern football players.
0: They um, uh, player power gone too far, really? Mm-hmm. At Bayern. Yeah,
3: of course. Yes, they. They. And we know who. We know who they are. I mean, well, there's a vacuum. Guess on, who they there's are. a vacuum on the on top because mm-hmm. they have to have a discussion. What is the strategy of the club? And I think it lets down to the uh, to the players, and they have the power to like. They have the power to sack a coach. Uh, that never happened before in Bayern I would say how much fun
0: would it be if Mourinho took over
3: for media it would be amazing because he likes confrontation and German media is not used to that kind of people yeah. You know, no. So in press conferences, they like the club guys who make fun and high five with you and know your names and whatever. And I think Mourinho is not that kind of person. So I would think it would be amazing for the Bundesliga because he also can bring a bit like salt and pepper in this Dortmund Bayern thing, <laughs> like he did for Real and Barca, like, like this whole, uh, the UEFA is against or whatever, uh, all this stuff. So I think, I mean, I personally, I don't like him. I think he is not a good coach and I think he's like, bah. I think he's not great, uh, but uh, for like, us reporting over it, he would be the great addition. But it's going to be Wenger. It seems that it's going to be Wenger for the end of the season and afterwards. Oh, uh, just till the end of the season. Yes, that's that's oh. sure. Oh, right. Okay. They, yeah, that's that's. I think they find try to find a commitment with Wenger for the end of the season. I think mm. he has a contract till Friday for kind of like an expertise job in Qatar or somewhere. Oh, and
0: be in sports. Mm, yeah, mm. be in
3: sports, and it ends on Friday. And what a surprise there is. A date confirmed or not confirmed but like reported by the media for, for talks with Bayern that are on Saturday after the Dortmund game so it's not official but there should be talks and then they try to get him for the end of the season and afterwards I think they go I personally believe they go for Jurgen Klopp that's my my personal opinion wow and I said it like I say it since two years that Mm. he's ending up at Bayern Munich sooner or later but maybe they're aiming for Thomas Tuchel or waiting for other people to Thomas Tuchel yeah really yeah he's a Mm. great coach he would, he would be a perfect fit, but only if he gets the freedom to do whatever he wants. And he could, I could, I think he can like build a dynasty at Bayern Munich if they let him, if they let him go. But he's a character, and this this looks doesn't so boring. Work. He looks boring. He looks has a really great boring. background. Like he worked in the like the German rap was founded in two cities in germany it was in hamburg and in stuttgart and he worked in the bar where all the german rappers in the 90s met behind a bar so he was the barkeeper in that bar so he's friends with most of the german rap culture guys the old school guys and like he's really still connected with them so he's very interesting (laughs) that's
1: a good resume to take over Mm. by munich
3: (laughs) and he's he's not boring he's like he's a character he has like he has a private life but he's also freaking football wow yeah I did not I mean of all the managers in the world he would have been the last one I would pick to be the at the fulcrum of the German rap scene that's it he's bad in table soccer I once played against him and I'm bad but I won so you beat him in table soccer
0: you're playing in a table soccer tournament today aren't you yeah
1: but I didn't know Benny was that good you know I'm playing with Stefan I'm not good
3: I'm bad I'm
1: playing with Stefan I don't know if he's good but apparently Benny is if I knew I would have teamed up
3: that's wrong. I'm bad in table soccer. I just want to say that Thomas Tuchel is worse. <laughs> it's quite a claim to fame, though, beating Thomas Tuchel in table soccer. Yeah, it's in my CV. <laughs> Top of your CV. <laughs> uh,
0: a small matter of their classicer this weekend, mm-hmm. and we are contractually obliged to call it their mm-hmm. Uh Hansi Flick in charge for that one.
3: <laughs> he wants to call, uh, not Hansi, he wants to be called Hans. Oh, I can't call him Hansi? No, you can't call. Everybody calls him Hansi. It's like Yogi and Hansi. It sounds nice. It sounds like a bird. Or a cartoon character. Yeah. Hey, Hansi. (laughs) So it showed that he will definitely, like he's not aiming for a full-time job at Bayern Munich. He will just like bridge the gap between two coaches. He's not a front row coach. He would just let them win. And I think they win on the weekend. And um, yeah, it's super boring. So it's, it's not anything that goes beyond... The two games, I would say. There's an okay. international break, and then Bayern presents a new coach. Oh, which is Arsene Wenger. Yeah, but Hansi Flick is the brain behind the World Championship title 2014. Yogi Löw was the face, but Hansi Flick did all the decisions, like taking care of free kicks and pa- and everything. And oh, yeah? Yeah, he was oh. the man setting up all the tactics while Yogi oh. Löw just did the press conferences
0: and wore the same clothes.
1: Yes,
3: it's Hansi and Yogi.
1: And pick the nose.
0: Ampicton House was that no that was the Euros after was it
1: I think it, he does that in. he, he does it all
0: the <laughs> time okay. uh, Flick of course was given the freedom of Bamental in November 2015 there you go <laughs> Youngest. It struck
3: he, me from nowhere. Thank
0: it's, you. it's a small. It's his small town, just outside Heidelberg. Yeah. Where he lives with his wife. Yeah. Silke. He's the youngest ever recipient of the award in the town. Oh, wow, <laughs> what's going on?
1: Someone did his research. Yeah, did
0: he print Wikipedia? No, oh, look, I've just got my sheets here. But oh, that's wow, amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> amazing, You can now add Bayern manager and uh, freedom of Bammental. I've never been to Bammental. No, me never too. Never been to me Heidelberg. Neither. Me neither. Uh, Anything else for Bundesliga or Bundesliga's VIA this weekend? Because there's no point in mentioning their game against Olympiacos. No, it
3: was super boring. I think everybody's focusing on Bayern Dortmund. It's important for Dortmund. It's important for Bayern on the future of the season, but also on the future of both on the the bench, I would say. Uh, So this is the topic right now. Okay. And of course, there's a huge derby up north. It's the Storks playing or... The Storks are playing against our hated Hamburg. Oh, okay, that's a big one. That's a big one. Half of the Storks are playing in Hamburg currently, so uh, it's interesting. But only for us. You as a Storks Ultra, me
0: as a Stork (laughs) Diehard. I I can't wait for that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Champions League. Everybody loves a comeback. Which comeback was better, the Dortmund one or the Chelsea one?
1: Well, I watched the Chelsea match, and it was amazing. I didn't really watch the Dortmund. I watched the highlights. Seems like a very good match as well. But the Chelsea match had, I think most of the elements that make a great football match like very early goals and then a tie and then 4-1 guys getting red cards and then goals and all by var everything you can like last minute goals almost everything you can wait for in a football match Mm. it was thrilling
3: it was like a fifa game wasn't it Mm. it was a little Yeah. yeah was it utter fun or utter rubbish Oh, fun. Okay, it
1: was really cool.
3: Answer that question. Pure entertainment if you're not a fan of one of both teams. I would say
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I would also add for a comeback. Don't forget Donetsk. Yeah, last night uh, against oh, Zagreb was yeah, also that, amazing. Yeah, that wasn't bad.
0: Yeah. Of course, um, Matt's best friend Keppo was playing in mm, that game. Okay, yeah, he didn't look so good. Did anybody else notice what happened to him on the goal?
1: Oh, I felt so sorry for him. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> what yeah. did he say about it?
2: Did he talk? Did he talk to you about yeah. it? Yeah. Did well, you watch him guys, about it? He just. He was saying because um was sort of tweeting and bantering him about it, and he just mm-hmm. preferred not really to comment. His face looked fine though. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like two faced like half okay. That's why I should know about face getting off.
1: a ball in the face, right? Yeah, but that's why he sent him <laughs> oh, it. Oh,
2: that's true. Yeah, because Batchaway tweeted him like, "Welcome to the meme club." <laughs> <laughs> and, and with the own video of Batshuayi getting smacked in the face, but yeah, it was uh, rather interesting. I think more credit needs to go to Ziek though yeah. for the actual free kick. Like, yeah, it hit the post and smashed Cap in the face, mm-hmm. but the actual free kick from there is, was ridiculous. Is Ziek the best player in the Champions League right now? On current form,
3: probably. Mm. It was a Tardich copy, wasn't it? Tardich against uh, Real. Like
2: maybe they train it. Hmm. Didn't no, it was he score sure, like it was a similar other one side? Yeah yeah Lassa Schoen on the other side of the pitch yeah they they probably do I mean those guys have ridiculous technique so has
0: scored or assisted in 9 of his last 12 Champions League appearances 4 goals 5 assists yeah
2: Mr. Consistent
0: you have strong opinions on this you know are
1: (laughs) no I think he's amazing yeah and I doesn't seem to be losing his form like on the contrary to be improving I think But uh, in this current season, I would put two other guys in the same uh, level. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think Sterling has always... uh, Not only on Champions League, you know, but overall. And on Champions League particularly, Lautaro Martinez from Inter. He's been, like, on fire. Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) Bit cheeky in the build-up to the goal. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, that's what Kovac doesn't want Thiago to do, but... (laughs) Lautaro does it wonderfully,
3: so. and you, but you cannot judge Lautaro's speed on running against Hummels. That yeah, I was thinking that. That. he, looked,
2: so he fast. looked super
3: fast, but it was. I'm sure like, he is quick. <laughs> yeah, he is. But yeah.
0: yeah, that was a bit silly. Yeah. Question for you: <clears throat> Chelsea are the third English side in Champions League history to come back from three goals down to get a result. Mm-hmm. Who was the last one?
2: Manchester United. No. We're technically Spurs, but that was over two legs. Two legs doesn't count. Oh, okay. To come back from three goals down. Imagine
0: being three goals down and coming back to win. Who would do that? Tottenham
3: think Liverpool yes. yes of course right. yeah, I, I said all English teams I know so. <laughs> but Liverpool was the last <laughs> Liverpool 2005
1: oh. no yeah but that was the oh, last No, yeah, that was the last was okay. yeah. I thought someone had done hmm. before okay was it the final thing no yeah it was the, the final it was the game? yeah, yeah. Okay. Final, Istanbul. and then they won penalties
2: miracles I mean they did win 4-0 against Barca but it's two legs that's too late. Ah. That's not what I wanted. The answer. I just want
3: to just to jump on the two red cards. With for Ajax, yeah. Oh yeah, I wanted
0: to talk about that. Go yeah, ahead.
3: It was a weird scene because I learned I never know that you can get three, like basically three penalties in one situation. They get mm. two red cards and a penalty. I always thought like mm. if you get a red card, there's no penalty. It's <laughs> wrong, right? Mm-mm. No. So you can get the red card and the penalty. It's a double punishment
0: for one foul. Three. Two red cards and a penalty. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah, in yeah, ten yeah.
2: seconds. Okay. Yeah. So, what the thing is that the first one was a second yellow, so that's like a completely like isolated incident. Mm. The the rule that you're thinking of is the triple threat rule. Yeah. So it used to be if you got a straight red card uh-huh. for bringing down the last man, um, and then it's a penalty. So it's a yeah, whatever we'll foul penalty and red card they stopped giving the red card so if you're the last man you bring someone down it's a penalty that's punishment enough so you get a yellow instead oh really on this one it wasn't the last man I believe and I think it was also a second yellow but I thought yeah and it was a second yellow so the penalty is fine I thought if you have
3: as a reverie give a second yellow for Mm. hand and a penalty you might think of like okay the second yellow there 10 seconds before I forget that (laughs) but he was like no red red I mean, what else penalty I got the impression
1: that the second yellow was for complaining
3: no, he
0: played, he played a yeah. handball. He played a handball. I did see the
1: handball, handball for but he complained well. so much that I thought it was about complaining. Oh,
2: Okay. Uh, so I would may, trust Joanna on this one. She's maybe she's that made the, the decision versus. easier for the ref to make. Mm. Like if you were a nice guy, I wouldn't have given you second yellow. But you're complaining so much of being a dick. But did he get a I yellow for, for both? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly.
3: that's true. Did he get a yellow for the hand card and the red for the complaining? So no, was like- he
1: got a yellow on the first hand. Yeah, yeah, he and, only
2: had a yellow. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then he got a second yellow when uh, right after David, Daily Blind got a yellow. So I think he was more or less complaining okay. about everything. I,
2: I think the point is that these that is like so rare... Yeah, to happen that if you had them as isolated incidents you'd be like yep that's a yellow that's a yellow that's a penalty that's true yeah. but altogether is so uncommon that it's, if I you just add it up like, like, <sighs> like, like it, it,
3: comp- it completely changes yeah. your team if you yeah. lose two people and you get a penalty against you in 10 seconds it's just like okay backs we'll, well.
0: Yeah. it's <laughs> part of the UEFA anti-Ajax uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. um, they're done with Real Madrid now they go over to Ajax you know, exactly right? uh, did you see the Dortmund game? Yes, I had because I had to work. Okay, my eyes are still hurting. Two nil down, come back to win three two. Was okay. Will I keep Favre
0: in a job regardless of what happens on Saturday? Mm, yes,
3: they're they're almost there to the next yeah, round. He will stay for this season for sure, but I'm not sure if he stays over the season. But it was like the old Dortmund, and I talked to some Dortmund fans. Yes, I have Dortmund fans in my in my. Like, not closer. I wouldn't Are you call allowed? them friends. Are you allowed to have Dortmund friends? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but they said, like, it was the old Dortmund because everybody in the stadium knew there will be a 3 to win. There was no, there was no like, no one said, like, oh, maybe Inter scores a goal or whatever. There was the momentum changing, and everybody was like, okay, it's going to happen. Mm. It's just a matter of time. And uh, this is like Dortmund in back in the days. And this is uh, a complete change of what they presented over the last month. So it will be interesting to see what happens on Saturday. It's like that glorious run to the Champions League final. Yeah, I wouldn't compare it to that because there are way more problems in the team right now, but like it was kind of of charging. They had a lot of discussions about mentality, like uh, Marco Royce called it the mentality, the shit of mentality or how you, I don't know how to translate it, mentalitätsscheiße uh, in German. uh, Nice word. Uh, You will win Scrabble with that, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but this was pure mentality. So it's it's nice to see that they are ready for the Bayern thing while Bayern is down. But this is the complete build-up we had like 100 times. And this means Bayern wins 6-0. Okay. When was the last time you played Scrabble?
2: Is German Scrabble different?
3: Yeah, how
0: does German like Scrabble work?
2: You couldn't just have... Because in England, you only have seven letters. So, how are you going to make a German word with just seven letters? Oh, I think we have way more letters, but no, we but don't you're, have only the allowed,
1: you're only
3: yeah. allowed to have seven letters in the English version. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm not. Yeah, but a German, like you can add on, like you can make like 15 words, and you can just. Well, if they're them all seven
1: on. consonants, then you can make a word. Yeah.
3: Sure. <laughs> you can add an N after every word and get the double points. That's
2: the, that's my yeah, scrabble, yeah. Trick. That's that's her that. scrabble trick. That's my basic Scrabble trick. But a verb. Scrabble tip. I the German Scrabble board would be like three times the size. <laughs> yeah. My it's wife, like, my wife won't play me in Scrabble
3: because you are so bad or you're so good. No, because it would be in English. Even though her English is probably nah, English Scrabble is not fair because what? you make up like words that don't even exist
0: yeah, that's what you have the dictionary for yeah,
3: yeah. what is the uh, are you that kind of player that picks out the dictionary and yeah, says this course. word is not a correct yeah you it's have not in the it's not in the dictionary <laughs> i hate these players it's about creativity let's never play together <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay uh, and as you said earlier, uh, Martinez.
1: Yeah. Woof. Looked yeah. Good. No, he's on fire. Like, um, we talked about him last time also. he He's in Inter for more than a year now, but the first year I think it was more like warming up. And this year that they actually hired like... Um, other players to, to play against him to and to fight for the the attacking. And mm. he just seemed like, okay, so this is my chance. You know, I'm going to put Lukaku on the bench or I'm going to put it in the side. And, and then he's been scoring f- like free kicks uh, in the box, outside the box, doing those tricks. He's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's, a, um, un- unfortunately, Argentinian, you know, we don't really get along with Argentinians, Brazilians, and we're gonna play Argentina actually in a friendly. But um, when's that? When? When the next uh, international break? Next week. Yeah.
3: Why the hell are you setting up a friendly Brazil against Argentina? Isn't it like a war? What it's like?
1: No. Oh, it's some sort. It's gonna be played in Qatar no, or something course. like yeah, that. It's right. something yeah. about money, yeah. you know. It's but just Brazil, about
0: money. Long ago, Brazil basically. Uh, Licensed their friendly games yeah, actually, yeah. didn't they yeah, up, the up
1: until 10 years from now I think they sold mm. all the matches for the next 20 years or something like, like a that. circus group that's <laughs> why just bring we, some artists yeah we're that's why we, we play matches in, mm-hmm. in the US in Qatar against I don't know Senegal or yeah, whatever yeah. So bringing it
0: to the people yeah uh, Joanna what were you doing at 19
1: 19
0: <laughs> yeah when you were 19 what were you up to like what was your what was your thing at 19 <laughs>
1: I don't know. I was in university. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All day. Okay. You weren't like you're just like eating pizza and going to lectures, that sort of thing? <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe just uh, skipping school. Okay. <laughs> These kind of things.
0: Yeah, uh, you weren't in the Stadio San Paolo calmly slotting in penalties like uh, Erling Haaland, were you?
1: No, I didn't play FIFA at the time.
0: No. <laughs> what a nineteen years old! Did you see this penalty? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else see this penalty? Nineteen mm-hmm. in yeah. that atmosphere and in that at that stage, and he's just rolling in penalties
3: like his Jorginho.
1: And not just a penalty. I mean, it's his seventh goal, his fourth Champions League match. Yeah. This guy is
3: a monster. He's a perfect Manchester United signing for 120 million uh, euros and then he never scores a goal again, I would say. (laughs) I saw them slap an 86 million price tag on him (laughs) the other day. (laughs) I think it's just like, if you see him play, it's like, how did this person ever could score a goal? He's Uh, just like the old school striker. hmm. uh, And like the the only fact I like on him is that he listens to the Champions League game all day. That. Was his player, his uh, his colleagues say? Well, he he listens to the Champions League hymn all day, and his car is only one song played. It's the Champions League hymn all really? day, all day. Yes, he's That's like amazing. he's like a freak. But I think I, I don't think he's like a world class striker, or even close to it. He's just like on a he's riding a wave. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he can sign for Man United because his dad. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's his, Man City.
0: His dad was Man City, and also his dad got that tackle from Roy Keane. I don't know if you remember yeah. oh, wow. Oh, well. uh, that's that. Wow, Alf Inge. thing That's his
3: dad. It's yeah. my favorite f- name,
0: Alf Inge. Alf Inge, it's good name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he can despite oh, I mean there's loads of ridiculous yeah there's loads of ridiculous rumours about United well, States 80 million for Declan Rice yeah I beg your pardon
1: then he's going to sign for Real Madrid Real
0: Madrid that's yeah. also yeah, Real Madrid player uh, as for Wednesday night one big question from the entire night who's the better keeper Claudio Bravo or Kyle Walker <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Kyle Walker right clean sheet
2: it is amazing <laughs> when players get in goal I love it oh, yeah it's like a yeah, great exciting football I love it think of all, all the like just ridiculous things that could happen I did see actually the other day a funny video of Vinnie Jones going to goal for Newcastle on Twitter mm. oh, oh, really? did you see it no i am not saying it. and he that. was incredible Oh wow. did he eat the ball <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he was it. so good like so so good <laughs> I I, uh, Harry Kane of course your own ha- Harry Kane has ha- gone in goal he scored a hat I was there that game he scored a hat trick in, uh, in the Europa League against, um, I think they're, uh. Shamrock Rovers? No, it was a Cypriot team. I believe Astropolis, something like that Okay. anyway he'd scored a hat-trick and then um, injury to the keeper and he went in goal and he went in goal they got a free kick and they hit it towards him really soft and he just went <laughs> like that and it just went through him and went oh, in yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like it's such a bad free kick John Terry has also gone in goal yep yeah. Yeah, Ria Ferdinand Rhea 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 against Ferdinand Portsmouth, John O'Shea
0: up. strong yet defenders it's always defenders well, well except for Harry Kane but a lot of defenders go in goal I love to the to
3: fact see. that Pep Guardiola like uh, like he, he played that he had a plan C like okay it's obvious that I that I send in Kyle Walker now as a goalkeeper I I substitute in every other coach would say like okay who cannot run anymore who is tired and he's like ah yeah it's technically right to bring in Kyle Walker as a goalkeeper he's brave He's brave. he's got speed the first ball he got he dropped like (laughs) the the free kick was really like and everybody was like
0: (laughs) no
1: but I hear that there's always one or two players like line players uh, in the starting team in the best 11 that always practice once or twice a week or a month as a goalkeeper yes. just so in case something happens really? wow. yes I hear that
2: there, there's a lot of um, players who start out as a keeper and I believe Carl Walker was one of them as a youth player I yeah I'm Ronaldo
1: pretty sure started I'd... as a keeper Ronaldo really? the good the, tri- the true one
2: the real Ronaldo yeah
1: the real Ronaldo our favourite player the, Ronaldo just yeah like that one
2: there's just so many of these stories, but I'm sure I've seen an interview with him at Sheffield United.
1: But because in every keeper. team, you more or less have that guy that will take the goal mm. in case a goalkeeper gets sent out. And it seems like it was Kai Walker because the minute he got a red card, he was already like yeah. warming up.
3: <laughs> he had already gloves. So, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: So I think it's more or less that uh, strategy that. Maybe they he follow. plays at
3: the weekend. I mean, Ederson is injured. Yep. Bravo mm. is not
2: trustable yeah, we're gonna get That would be a nice move We're going to get to that In a second yeah. um, D- City did that before David James went up front Do you remember that? I do <laughs> Wow <laughs> David James of course Former Armani uh, Model Model yeah
0: mm-hmm. And now doing the Carabao Cup draw So On the Zoe Ball show Was Did he do one on the It was yeah.
3: on the Zoe Ball show Yeah, yeah okay. Is that yeah. the collaborative James guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the Germans can spot a bad goalkeeper <laughs> it's not it's not yeah. so it's not a hard work he was the one responsible
0: for those white suits in 96 yeah. <laughs> in the FA Cup final yeah. I've never <laughs> seen Ian Rush look more awkward in his life <laughs> oh my God. Uh, your fellow Brazilian Jesus <laughs> woo. what an assist
1: yeah. did you see it? yeah I saw oh, okay. but at the same time what, what a, a penalty, penalty. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh. Oh, <laughs> didn't yeah. even
1: hit the post
3: it was fair play I would say yeah no. <laughs> Don't text presents, <laughs> But it was it, can we, I just The assist was amazing I just wanted to talk about it
0: Also Elsewhere Fellow Brazilian Rodrigo Yeah I got a late night text From Joanna mm-hmm. Saying that she wanted To talk about uh, Rodrigo on the oh, podcast
3: Private conversation Out of work That's interesting You <laughs> so, never write me On private You never wrote me On no no, private Hold on a second Let me I want to clarify <laughs> This for everybody Joanna is very
0: good At responding to text messages yeah. Or WhatsApp yeah. You are terrible Yes I know Okay. Anyway,
1: it, it was a professional conversation about the about things the in the podcast. Okay,
0: yeah. Rodrigo.
1: What a what a start in the in the Champions League, right? Wow. I mean, I it can't wasn't. It
0: was his starting debut. Is that right?
1: It was his first match in the Champions League and the first match starting. I think he started in La Liga like one or two matches ago mm. for the first time. And he also scored a goal in his first match. So um, we didn't even expect him to play in Real Madrid this season because he was hired to, you know, the, that Real Madrid plan, put him in the Castilla for a year, then loan him to Porto, Benfica something, then get him back when he's 20-something with more European experience. He's 18 years old, I think, close to 19. First Champions League match, three goals, two in seven minutes.
0: Mm, and an assist for Benzema.
1: And an assist from Benzema. Mm. I, I really, like, he, he overcame my expectations and I already thought he was a good guy. He was okay. a good player. So. And they got from
0: Santos, is that right?
1: Gone from Santos, you know, they have a very good academy. We, we all know that. But I think he's more focused and more centered than the other great guy that came from Santos. Mm. Not a few, not a long ago. So. You might
0: have heard of him. <laughs> uh, saying that, though, Galatasaray were rubbish.
1: Yes, they were. But Real Madrid suffered to beat them one 0 and the first match. So, you know, you can't really, we don't really know what to expect from Real Madrid this season. Sometimes they play very well. Sometimes it looks like they're, you know, they, they are like a second division team. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens. And then, you know, you never know. They suffered to beat Galatasaray. Of course, they were at home, but it was a surprise
3: okay the most entertaining part on Galatasaray is his coach Fatih Terim oh, he yeah. hit a cameraman yesterday because he filmed his reaction to the 4-0 or whatever he just went straight to them hit the camera and shoved the cameraman <laughs> he's <laughs> just nuts <to> make- <laughs> yes he's crazy he is, he
0: is a nutty dude um so the big game in the Champions League big game in the Bundesliga none of them are as big as what's coming in the Premier League this weekend Liverpool Man City Matt as a mm. committed Spurs fan how excited are you for this game
2: some real football some actually real no I'm going to give Spurs some props but yeah it's, uh, it's massive it's, it's really really big I think Last season, I remember the game, the exact same fixture and a similar time, and it was a nil draw, and it was billed as, you know, Liverpool the challengers. Are they serious to Man City? Now, it feels like the other way around, and they haven't actually won the Premier League. It now feels as though Man City have to step up and try and stop Liverpool. Otherwise, you know, they could, they could run away with the title. But a, a lot has changed in a year. Far more pressure, I think, is on Man City now, and Pep Guardiola, to... Um, yeah, to kind of keep up and show that show that they're serious about defending their title because there's a very unusual amount of slips early in the season for City. You think they're going to be able to? It's going to be tough. Liverpool are these teams who who it's raise Liverpool their at game, home, right? Yeah, yeah yep. it's Liverpool okay. at home and they raise their game at home in an insane way. And you know the fans are a massive help at Anfield it would be interesting to see how they're going to line up and especially with the defensive issues that Manchester City have it would be sort of the biggest news if Guardiola like finally succumbed to, to the pressure and went I'm going to go defensive if he like no. broke wow. everything that he believes I don't think so like I, I can't see it happening but if he broke everything it just went you know what it's not worth losing the title now we'll try and get a 0-0 or we'll try and get a draw he's not Mourinho so he's, I don't think he's going to do it But, you know, I'm surely that's going to creep into his mind more so than a year ago when he would have thought, we're Man City, we can beat anybody.
1: Wow. That's almost blasphemy, what you're saying. If (laughs) Giovanni listens to that, he's not talking to you anymore.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think he will, but he's he's got to be. More thoughtful, and they need to sit up and pay more attention to Liverpool mm. as a serious challenger, rather than at the last season when Liverpool were on the back of finishing fourth the season before.
0: I'm surprised by Liverpool. Like I know they're good, mm. but I didn't think they'd be able to replicate
2: last season's form. I think that's because they're in. A, it seemed like they're a in the prime. You know? They're in the prime of their cycle. They reached the Champions League final and they lost and they added and they reached the final and they won it again and now the sort of everyone's come together and it's good. And the main thing I think about Liverpool is they're so consistent. And every time they have a small blip there's there's just no need to worry. I think Liverpool fans, and I saw after the Manchester United game, saying, oh, we can't even beat United. You know, United are wherever they are now, 13th or something. Um, But, you know, a one-off game is fine. When you have the consistency and the way that they play, and similar with Manchester City, if you have the off game where you draw one-all, it doesn't matter you know next week they're going to be back to doing exactly what they've been doing to get to this place in in the first place but I think the one thing I will say is they have been lucky and I know Liverpool fans on the internet are incredibly uh, maybe not lucky and it's massive props to their medical team that last season Van Dijk, Mane and Salah started 38 out of 38 Premier League games which and that's is, not that's not normal for a Klopp team because yeah. normally they get injuries considering in, in this, in wear of Klopp, that Klopp that has game. a sort of yeah. three or four year run you to the ground win stuff yep. like considering and, and this season I'm pretty sure okay Salah hasn't pretty sure van dyke maybe has missed one the consistency of their players in the starting 11 is unbelievable and when you look at the other guys and the big injuries you know to to john stones and laporte at manchester city the fact that pog was gonna be missing for united spurs can't go through a season without harry kane's ankles going at least twice like you know if if you put in the equivalent and took out van dyke for laporte Mm. took out Salah for Kane and then said Liverpool go on and challenge for the title and win the Champions League it's a different thing no disrespect to Origi and Shakiri, but they're not that level I love Origi yeah I mean, he's, great, he's great he comes in and does some good bits but is Origi over the course of a season carrying what Mane and Salah do no probably not so credit where credit's due to the medical team but
3: they have got slightly fortunate I think it's not on the medical team I saw a documentary about the cook Mm. or the chief cook of the like the uh, nutrition person at Liverpool they signed him from Bayern Munich it's a woman Um, and Jung Club says everybody in this club is Champions League but she is world class so she is the one that changes the 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 nutrition of the players like it's NFL standard like everybody has this like tailor-made food drinks everything they have a cooking team for every away game like eight cooks they start cooking in the 60s minute looking how the team is uh, playing and how how, uh, how tired they are and then they're setting up the perfect meal for, for post game and everything so uh, this is something really interesting that Jürgen Klopp in they, they get him like for free from Bayern Munich uh, and she's like changing everything there and I don't know how uh, she said in this documentary she said like I watched some Premier League clubs and they are really like like it's not like Standard. It's Mm. like more like the old school way of like nutrition and like having this chicken stuff in there and and like the baked beans for breakfast and whatever. And they do, (laughs) they do cooking courses with the players. They say what's in there, and people are actually they say the players are contacting me asking, hey, what is this? Is this something I should eat in my free time or whatever? And this changed the complete mood of a team. Mm. And maybe this also has an effect on how injuries are in the team and how the team like how much powerful you
2: can be. It's a little thing, but I think it can be a game changer. You huge that, thing yeah. and then affects the training and that's the playing and it's, yeah. it's massive I see that Sadio Mane has a live-in chef as well <laughs> if I were a footballer <laughs> I would of course have a live-in chef yeah but the thing is you've got to hang out with him all the time as well
0: <laughs> nah you're training you go out in the afternoon you do a bit of I don't know go-karting or whatever <laughs> <laughs>
3: footballers do you can never afternoon. go to Burger King without like having a bad feeling like <laughs> is he here is yeah, he going yeah, to follow you around a live-in <laughs> in chef would be if I were a professional footballer a live-in
0: chef would be the first person I would hire
3: more important than a hairdresser you would say it's up there the, we we'll see the is <laughs> up there as well that's interesting if you find ah. someone who's like a good cook and a good hairdresser it would be perfect i mean this is a job for i feel like you could probably need. you could probably you could probably afford both i would say yeah i mean it's this they both have knives
1: <laughs> the hairdresser is <laughs> the brazilian players way of thinking so that yeah. shows a lot about how brazil is doing right yeah. now
2: <laughs>
0: Um, it is November though <laughs> so let's not get too ahead of ourselves I mean if City mm. lose it's not the end of the title
2: race uh, no it's not but as I mentioned before the consistency Liverpool are showing would make it very difficult to catch them and let's hope VAR doesn't ruin it for us yeah we'd like to see a good a good football game not a modern football game with VAR and diving and loads of shit
0: uh, one other very big game this weekend and Leicester Arsenal were yeah. Leicester to win they'd be nine points clear of Arsenal There'd be an international break. Mm-hmm. We all know what
2: happens at international yeah. breaks. And maybe a new Arsenal manager. And based on Liverpool City, they might be in second, I believe. Leicester? Are they two points behind City? Oh, who knows? Oh, I no, guess. they were. They would be two points if they won. But yeah, that's a massive game for, for the future of Unai Emery. I mean, we've all seen that Jack has been stripped to the captaincy. So now it's gone to Aubameyang. <laughs> and it's obviously not going to solve problems massively you know it's not just going to be like oh is captain now we're awesome Like, if it was going to happen like that but if they go out to Leicester and show the same sort of weakness they have in the last few weeks eventually you're going to be like we can pick whichever captain whichever players we want but there's one guy in the dugout who's going to be responsible for all this and it will fall on Emery I can't help but think captaincy is overrated
3: uh, didn't they have like eight captains yeah, yeah. this, Isn't like this is like everyone on the
2: team a captain this is what I mean you're all captains <laughs> you're all just football players like yeah. you should all have like captaincy within you yeah but a football player doesn't know. go out and is like ah oh. I forgot to be, like, tough and try hard today (laughs) because my captain didn't tell me. (laughs) Like, there's a certain standard that you expect of a player.
1: Or maybe I forgot to fight hard because I'm not the captain today. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not the
2: captain. Not my job to get stuck in and fight. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Arsenal and any football club needs these players on the pitch. And if it can't... If it's clear that they lack the characters or something's not getting through to them They said it has to be from Emery I, I don't get it but if they lose unless they're in incredible form which I can see them losing I wouldn't be surprised if Emery mm-hmm. and then Mourinho it, takes over at Arsenal oh no
3: who is, yeah, who is the replacement for Emery? Is there anyone? Uh, i talk to
2: Freddie Lundberg. Uh, oh, nice.
3: i mm-hmm. to a couple of Arsenal fans who would like to see Mikel Arteta take it over. Yeah. Personally, I'm going with the Mourinho route because it would just be funny <laughs> as fuck.
0: We
1: just want Mourinho to come back, please. No, he's, he's entertaining. Just,
3: <laughs> he destroys Arsenal. No, he's entertaining. Arsenal always stands for me for kind of a nice way of playing football and yeah. De will destroy that I would go for Henrik Larsson why not he's great what's he doing these days he's a coach in Sweden okay no, or hey. any of the Ajax like Bergkamp Bergkamp, yeah. Bergkamp. Oh, but
1: Bergkamp doesn't like to travel he's not taking yeah. over he can a stay a there football job he
2: can stay in can London stay in long, half of the games <laughs> are in look, London look they will play in uh, Europe next year yeah. so it's, it's all good <laughs> maybe they'll interrupt Bayern's interview with Wenger yeah maybe
3: <laughs> hello we found an old number uh, you are the yeah. Wenger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new phone who's wrong this wrong number
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you want to give a prediction for both of the games that um, will come back to haunt you I'm
2: going to go for 2-1 Liverpool <laughs> Nice. I think and 2-0 to Leicester oh. Emery out Emery, Emery out Emery
0: it's out It's going to be oh, tough ad. Uh, So we have a Brazilian uh, on the podcast Don't know if we really mentioned this
1: Yeah we didn't mention it so far
0: Not mentioned so far And uh, Now would be a good time to maybe talk a bit about Brazilian football Yes and sure And you're, you're starting to get nervous
1: Yeah very much
0: Her team are now only 8 points clear at the top of the table The Fla? The Fla Who cares? <laughs> If it's not Botafogo, and if it's not the flu, we don't really care, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll pretend to care for a bit. Uh, Flamengo are doing incredibly well, and this is against all of the odds and all of the normal practice in uh, Serie A. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I think Flamengo broke some um, rules, like some preset rules in the Brazilian football when they brought an international coach. That was breaking the first rule because Brazil, we have five world titles and people there still believe that we have the best football ever. It's the football country. We don't need a foreign coach. We know how to do things. So every time a coach gets sacked, we have already like five or four options that they're always there there's going to replace nothing's going to change it's going to be the same thing with another guy and then they brought uh, Jorge Jesus who doesn't really have like an amazing resume but he played he did really well in Benfica in Sporting and he just changed everything. First of all, like the most basic thing ever, hire for positions that you actually have a gap, that you actually need someone.
3: Wow, oh, mind-blowing. Revolutionary. Yeah. Let me write exactly. That down.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it seems pretty obvious, yeah. right? So, But that's not. And he actually did some good hirings. Like some people that we already knew, like Rafinha or Felipe Luiz, but some others that were more or less lost or we didn't know about that were uh, Gerson, also Brazilian, but he was playing in Fiorentina, and he was more or less in the bench, and um, also Pablo Mari, who is a Spanish guy, and we also don't have that many Europeans playing in Brazilian football, mostly the foreigners are South American. And he brought stuff that we we don't hear about in Brazilian football, like match analysis, adversary analysis, like watching the the adversary before the match, making your uh, players watch the adversary, study them. Like Flamengo plays the Libertadores final in two weeks, more or less, against River Plate, and he's already putting the players to watch some River Plate matches to study how they play. And it seems pretty obvious, but it was groundbreaking. How could you win those? five World yeah. Cups? Exactly. How bad is not the
3: other teams when this this state of uh, mind is in Brazil in football? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's
1: odd. And we were also talking like the physical preparation of the whole the, the staff that he brought. Uh, players are getting less injured and they're getting uh, fit faster than expected. And in Brazil, we play more matches than we usually play in Europe because we have also the state tournaments at the beginning of the season and the pitches are terrible so people get injured a lot more and we have seen Flamengo play with the same more or less the same 11 for the last 15-20 matches that's groundbreaking also so because they are fit and they're not getting tired and they're playing with the same 11 in all competitions so and they're soon
0: going to be world champions
1: we we'll still have two matches for that. Well, okay. three, three for okay. that. Yeah. But, you know, we're on the way. Let's let's see what happens. <laughs> but it would be amazing if we did beat Liverpool, if we did beat River Plate. Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, it's so <laughs> and cocky. then had to
1: face Liverpool again. That would be awesome.
0: Uh, another foreign coach is, of course, Jorge Sampaoli. Yeah. Who's at Santos.
1: Yeah, exactly. How's he getting on? He's doing miracles. Oh. Because Flamengo has money. So Flamengo paid for, you know, uh, Rafinha and Felipe Luis. they had the contracts over, so they didn't have to pay for getting them, but, you know, still have higher salaries. And Santos has a much limited squad, like way more limited. And he's doing, he's until Jorge Jesus arrived in Flamengo and now everybody's just talking about it and how they play very offensive and very beautiful, they would say that Santos was playing the most beautiful uh, football in Brazil. Of course, not winning 15 matches in a row because, you know, squad is limited, people get injured, and he has like internal fights with the direction of the club and things like that, which is a a pity because maybe he won't stay till next year because of that. But he also has an offensive, mentality a very professional so he changed the club he changed the players and he's getting the most out of them he's their third in the league and nobody expected that from Santos in the beginning of the season nobody
0: uh, Matt there are 20 teams in the Brazilian top flight mm-hmm. you want to know how many do you want to guess how many sackings there have been so far this season oh my god
2: 16 Benny
3: 24
1: 17. Ah! Wow, wow that was One club oh, no. sacked twice. So we still have four coaches since the beginning of the season. Oh my God. The Just four coaches
3: for the beginning of I mean, the season? I mean, the season is like, when does the season start? 2017? The or?
1: Brasileirão starts in May. Uh, so we still have four coaches that oh, okay. started the Brasileirão. But from all the top 20 teams, since the beginning of the season, we did have 24 sackings.
3: Okay, I have three questions. Can I ask three questions about Brazilian football? First uh, of all, is it the Rafinha, the Schalke legend Rafinha is playing at Flamengo? Hmm. Yes, oh, that's you didn't it. tell me. Why do I choose Botafogo then?
1: Uh, well, because you wanted to suffer. You wanted a team that didn't win.
3: Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> that's why me.
0: you went for Botafogo?
3: Yeah, that's oh, the okay. second question I have is, there any f- Brazilian coach working in, in outside of Brazil or in Europe? No, I
1: oh. mean, not in the big leagues or in big teams. Even in small teams in big mm. leagues, okay. you don't see that. That's very rare. I Which is odd that.
0: because a lot of other South American countries export their managers. Yeah. Exactly. Argentina, Colombia, mm. Chile. Exactly. But you see Brazilian, Brazilian coaches. No
1: working in Qatar in the Emirates Mm -hmm. in Saudi Arabia because they're making lots of money in China making lots of money but you don't really see them playing in either big leagues or big teams Scolari is
3: an exception I guess Portuguese isn't he Mm. Or is he Brazilian? He's Brazilian. He's Brazilian. Oh, he oh, won the fifth world
1: champion like 20 years over. ago. But um, yeah, and he didn't do very well in Chelsea. But no. we do see Argentinians a lot because they have a different mindset and they change, like they recycle their coaches very much. Mm. And which is also weird. Like I said last time, Marcelo Gallardo is in River Plate for almost five years. That's also rare, either in Argentinian or Brazilian football. A manager to stay in the same team for five years, it doesn't happen as you may well, it doesn't really happen of. anywhere
3: anymore no <sighs> no it's hard to yeah. think of <laughs> any coach longer than two years Klopp three years yeah. Diego Simeone Pep and
0: Pochettino Simeone yeah. It's not many though
2: <clears throat> yeah
1: and then if you win two Libertadores in four years, maybe three, if they beat Flamengo, you know, he's going to go to Europe. And you see Argentinian coaches going mm-hmm. to, well, first of all, Spain, because of the language barrier. There is no barrier, so it's easier. But because they they perform very well and, and they give some results. And the Brazilian coaches, I think, after Scolari and after, before Scolari, Luxemburgo took over Real Madrid. I don't, don't know if you guys yeah. remember that. Nice Ooh, mustache. Uh, vanderlei Luxemburgo. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I remember. Yeah, so I think after those two trials, <clears throat> people just it. gave up on the Brazilian coaches. Another
3: amazing name, Vandalei. Vandale,
0: Luxembourg, Luxemburgo, wow. yeah, amazing. Uh, did he get done on some sort of corruption charges or did I just make that up? What? No, we'll cut that bit, <laughs> <laughs> Legal <laughs> warning. No, I don't think so. No, ignore that one then. That's <laughs> all reported and wrong. Uh, the Libertadores final has
3: been finally moved.
1: Finally moved to yeah. Peru. We're okay. going to play the Libertadores final in Lima, Peru.
3: That's like 8,000 meters high?
1: No, that's Cusco, but ah, that's okay. not like Lima is a regular 500 meters high, so okay. it's okay, yeah. I don't I've think... been to
3: Lima. <laughs> of course. Did you mm. ride an alpaca? <laughs> no, I don't. Do... That's what people do in Lima, right? <laughs> that's what they hold do down <laughs> the street in alpaca. But... I went to the black market in Lima.
0: What did you buy? I was too scared to take money out because I was told, oh, it's really dangerous there, you've got to watch out for everything. Yeah, but it was perfectly fine.
1: But that was a bit weird because Peru was awarded the Under-17 World uh, Championship that is now taking place in Brazil because FIFA said that they don't have the ability to organize a championship like that. Oh. And then 20 years before the final, let's do the, the Libertadores <laughs> final there, they can do it. <laughs>
3: It's only a one-off, I guess. They can. <laughs> yeah. I think if you get uh, as a host of the Libertadores final, you are, can be sure that it's not happening in your city, right? You don't have to prepare anything because it's, it's going to go anywhere. <laughs>
0: you have recent history has
3: yeah. to be believed. Yeah.
0: Um, Paddy from Korea has been in touch again. We, yeah, he spoiled it for us a little bit. He's from South Korea. Mm. That's not really as interesting, is it? Really. Uh, He says Recently the South Played the World Cup Qualifier in Pyongyang And Sung Hong Min Said it was an achievement To make it back safely Which stadiums Or cities Would the panel Be most afraid of visiting P.S. I attended One old firm game And it was no fun at all
3: I would say Everything in Iran Is nothing Not nice to be there It it looks intense Yeah Casablanca Derby Like It's also A big one where you yeah. rivalry is um, and everything in Greece is also mm. like not safe. Not as, as Turkey well. also, yeah. right? Yeah, Turkey. Don't yeah. wear the wrong
2: shirts in the wrong mm. cities. Yeah. yeah. Last season, I think it was Greek or Cypriot football where one of the, it was Greek football where the chairman of one of the teams came on the pitch with a gun.
1: Yeah. It was Greek. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was Olympiakos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I believe it was Olympiakos, the president.
3: It's yeah. Greek VAR. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it.
0: Uh, this one is for you, Joanna. Yes. Uh, Ibad uh, Ansari says, a couple of weeks ago, you guys were talking about football terms like nutmeg and Rabona. Uh, I lived in the Middle East for years. There they call a, nutbe- a nutmeg a kubri. The word literally means a bridge or an underpass, meaning when someone nutmegs you, the ball is the car and your legs are the road bridge under which the car passes through.
1: That's interesting. Same in
0: German. Yeah, I was going to say tunnel, right? We call it tunnel <laughs> in German. You don't call, call it nutmeg? I don't even know why it's called nutmeg.
1: I, we call it a pen. Don't ask me why. <laughs> a pen?
3: A pen, oh,
1: Like a writing pen.
3: You are so creative. Brazilians are so creative. But
1: I think I, I told you guys, I'm not sure if in the podcast or in a private conversation, that I discovered that it's also called a little egg, but just in some parts of Brazil when I was translating a book.
0: So you have different terms for a nutmeg yes, depending well, on what part of Brazil country. you're in. Yeah. It's not the same in England, is it? Uh, nuts or nutmeg is usually But it generally it resol- revolves around the word nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was it
3: always a nutmeg or does it ch- show up in the nineties that were and everybody used it? Like no, YOLO um, or
2: it, it- <laughs> <laughs> you're so down with the kids, Benny. Yeah, no. Um no, it's it's always as long as I can remember, it's yeah? never been anything okay. else, yeah. <laughs> nutmeg. <laughs>
0: Because in
3: Germany, people start saying that the younger people, my friends, my fellows, <laughs> yo, what's up? Uh, they start saying we have nutmeg. have to
0: video this for next time he's on. What
3: <laughs> they do they say, start saying? They say nutmeg right now. Oh, they've given up on tunnel. Yeah, well, the, but they use the German word for nutmeg, or they say the English word. No, nutmeg. they say nutmeg. Okay. But uh,
1: what's German for an uh, actual nutmeg?
3: Tunnel, like tunnel. No, 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 the, no, no. No, no. The, no, no. The 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 the, the, f- the, the translation. Food. The, the food nutmeg. nutmeg. I don't know what the nutmeg is. <laughs> the Gewurz, the seasoning. Like... The the like okay, that. what is the... Which taste? Describe a nutmeg. <laughs> For a German... For Christmassy, right? Can you...
1: Yeah, that's the one. Is it cinnamon? All yeah. about,
3: I'll
0: get my... Similar. D- this is live Google Translate Okay. Uh, out here at the okay. moment. A if nutmeg- you guys... Ah,
3: nut is nuss. Okay, is nuss. nuss. Mm. Muscatnuss, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the one. one. Uh, yeah. okay. Why the hell? That's even... That's even more weird. Yeah. I didn't make it up. Don't look at me. Who made it up? I'm not even English. <gasps>
1: That's but we, nice are doing Blame, the, we are doing a book about football expressions and origins of that. We, ah, just, yeah. we just need a book. I different, <laughs> and in different languages, remain available
3: on Amazon
0: in yeah. 2084. Yeah, if, <laughs> any pub- if any publishers out there would like to contact us, <laughs> where we n- we need one. <laughs> okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Joanna, Matt, and Benny. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can listen to the back catalog on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast hit. And if you want to get in touch, the address to do so is podcast at <laughs>